It says it's live, I think. And we're live. All right, this will take a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than I could have imagined. <laughs> is this a live MIDI? Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Can you tell me a little something about the website you had to go to find that? Uh, this is um, MIDI karaoke's.com. So this is the thing you karaoke to. We will colorize. <laughs> tell me tell me that there is uh that there's some kind of uh that there's that like that there's ba a backing vocals track that's like final fantasy six i was hoping so but it didn't start mm. um yeah it was just that you know chuck e cheese but the first like five sites i went to uh gave me an error or wanted me to disable ad blocker before listening to their free MIDI. <laughs> so, like, no, the MIDI King got to get his slice. Yeah, this is desirable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not the only person in the world, uh, searching live MIDIs at this point in time. <laughs> Pulling yourself MIDI King. <laughs> I love the, I love the idea that in the MIDI instrumentation live and invo live involves a uh, harpsichord. Yeah. Which is what that sounded like. The sound of angels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is, it is Duckfeed live for March. Hey, Gary. Hello. Hello, hello, hello uh, watchers and listeners. Yes, we already have a good crop of folks. This is this is earlier than we usually do it. This is nice. Um, yeah. Full of vim and vigor, and I'm pissed off from dealing with technology issues all day. You got the whole day to be pissed off after this. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I can just, oh. I can just uh, start working on some kind of engine, and then just powered by pure hatred. Yeah. Ugh. Like the Republican Party, am I right? What? <laughs> I said like the Republican Party. <laughs> yeah. I, not to get too political. <laughs> not to get too political. If we could just stick to games, that would be cool. Yeah, let's not get too political. But if you ask me, you got a bunch of clowns over there. Mm, yeah. Both sides of the aisle. Silly Billy. Both sides yeah. of the toilet, am I right? The whole thing. Just throw out everything. <laughs> because I can't handle any of it. That thing I said just made me think of a bicameral toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a like a donkey and a and an elephant like sitting on either sides of it, just like both of them reading a newspaper, and one of them's like trade agreements, and the other one says foreign policy, print, editorial cartoon. Yeah, yep. uh, when you flush, it just prints out a big sheet of paper that says gas prices. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, with the toilet paper with all the like things, and it just like voters, citizens' rights, and stuff like this. That would be we did it. And we can be syndicated, Gary. Yeah, we, we unlocked it. Uh, political cartoons are the fucking worst. Um, <laughs> they are the worst. Uh, so every year, um, I start trying to read the political cartoons thread in uh, mm -hmm. Something Awful, just because like it's fun to find things to be angry about. But then mm -hmm. it starts negatively affecting my mental health mm -hmm. because it becomes the primary way by which I get my news. You know, it's kind of mm -hmm. like, oh, here's this fresh hell that I find out about and you only get the most hateful and ignorant. Yeah. Of it and people who are like posting in that thread are probably not the least hateful or least ignorant people. 
They're mostly there to make fun of the cartoonists. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. It's it's very much uh, it is very much in the mock thread tradition. Okay, but yeah, that, that's good at least. Yeah, at least something awful can still be a force for good when it's the purpose is to bring something down. Right. Yes. Yeah, and so you know, it's in it's in D and D too. If it was GBS, it would be a fucking garbage, yeah. garbage yeah. pail kid. Yeah. Look at me, I'm GBS, the garbage pail kid. <laughs> <laughs> the uh i don't know how we'd ever do it but we should find some way to watch that movie for a show have you seen it have we talked uh, about this no i have not oh cool uh i, I made a flip book out of some garbage pail kids cards once yeah <laughs> uh, flip book was it just like a gala like like a the michael jackson black or white video of them morphing or yep. like how do you okay <laughs> um yeah. If you take them in order from one to, I think they got to 350, they mm-hmm. actually morph slowly. No, that's that was just a dumb joke. Um, but no, you're saying we should watch that live on a stream or something. It it is um, because it's just it's noteworthy. It's it's aggressively unpleasant. Yeah, um, like nothing but trouble. Aggressively unpleasant. Yes, okay. that's a, that's a very good point of comparison. It's like that, except that the it's like if nothing but trouble starred the like the slimy garbage twins. Okay. Like the, the the gigantic like pus babies that are like the scene stealers in that movie, if that were if they were in, on the screen most of the time, the physical manifestation of never being told no. Yeah, 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 and, <laughs> and just like never being dry. <laughs> Can you imagine? I just never. I've never been dry. <laughs> it's, it's it's a man what secretes like a snail. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. Can't Mm-mm. do it. Mm-mm. Won't do it shouldn't uh-uh. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so did you watch the apple event today no no i i saw uh reagan kelly talking about uh something with syncing and riff saying that they made a small uh, like a lighter ipad yes they made a smaller ipad pro did they go back and forth between kind of smaller and uh, uh bigger <laughs> like lighter and bigger every year like this one's yeah. got a bigger screen but this one's lighter <laughs> and they'll just kind of ping pong back and forth forever it's always it's always lighter it's always thinner always at the expense of battery yeah yeah which is a, a point of irritation but yeah they <laughs> all the new products they introduced were just smaller versions of things that they said were great because they were big yeah no that's that that's what i'm that's why i'm making fun of them about it <laughs> yep. is uh it is silly it's six hundred dollars for the smaller version of something i paid six hundred dollars for because i thought it was big mm-hmm. i mean i didn't but right, right, uh, right. yeah yeah the target the target uh uh what's the word for it careful <laughs> like um yeah the target uh market demographic demographic i was going to say sucker mm, that was, no. that's kind of gentle like that's not mean it's yeah. it's political no i'm getting like i'm i'm getting one i called the yeah. i called our business rep but that's because my ipad is 4 years old yeah if, if you're due to like they're all good for if you i guess if you're due to replace things anyway Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's the trick. You can't compare anything they released with what came out last year. You have to compare what came out three years ago. I'm sure there is the theoretical user who is just like, who does update every time they do one of these. Yes, and those are called people who write about Apple for a living. Those are suckers. (laughs) So, yeah. Ah, let me see here. Yeah. How about you? What's your day look like? Uh, not, Not much. I was playing Warcraft 3. Oh yeah. Um yeah. Got up, had some breakfast, played some Warcraft. Um that's about it. Cool. Enjoying myself. I'm uh being an undead, doing mm-hmm. undead shit. Um killing nice. elves. 
So you're still in the first half. First half, yeah. 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 And I put a lot of time into it. It's long. Hmm. Um, but it's still it's still fun. Like I'm uh, I remember why I like this game. Yeah. So it is it is satisfying to have like a clear map, you know, and just like this was this big overwhelming thing, and then now I've decimated it. Yeah. And I like that they the second campaign, even the first one, let it you're like you're never quite the good guy in this. Mm-hmm. Um, except like a little bit more in the second half, but in the first half, like even when you're a human, you're kind of a shithead. And when you're an undead, you're totally a shithead. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of interesting the way that you play as a villain for most of the game so far. Yeah, I mean, like after that, there's like the orcs, and then like you don't get really good until you swing in as the Yeah, the, the night elves, and then even then you have uh well, maybe that's in the DLC, but you have like Ilharin or whatever the night elf that turns evil. Like all of them have kind of a, a suspicious conceit of a division so they give you an excuse to fight the same unit sometimes yeah yeah you know so like everybody has a, a schism um which is a little bit eye-rolly but yeah, yeah I, I like how uh how your your goals are not like you're not altruistic for very much of this game so far yeah it's good it's kind of like in sacrifice where sometimes you played a scorch or whatever his name was in furnace <laughs> uh gorb <laughs> yep you played as gorb gorb <laughs> Yeah, Gorb. following Boy Scouts on the trail. Grom. Here, sup, sup from my bag yeah. of meat. Yeah, yeah. It's it. You mean trail mix? No. <laughs> that you is my evil mean, cousin. Who is no, we don't call it that. Um, it's uh, trail mix. <laughs> oh. oh man, played any of that Salt and Sanctuary yet? Not yet. No. Neither it's like I, I was saying. People really want me to and want yep. us to. Um, but it's I, I blame the company for not having a good better release date because if we had known what the release date was, I mean, not really blame them. Who knows what was at work? But if they, we had known a release date, we could have probably fit it into the off season, mm-hmm. um, you know. But we didn't. And uh, the other thing is, I'm like, ah, you know, if I play it, I may have to play it twice. Yeah. And uh, but a lot of people are just like, play it anyway. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? We can't cover it for the show. Like, we're not going to do it instead <laughs> of Dark Souls Three. Right. I, I don't know. Uh, and we're not like we we already played. Not only is Shadow Tower Abyss like we already played it, mm-hmm. um, but two, it's great. Yeah, it, it <laughs> like has, we're talking it, about it has as much to do with with Souls as Assault and Sanctuary does. So, if not more, so it's still worth talking about. You know, mm-hmm. I like. I'm really glad that like with games like I don't uh, I don't like chasing the new, and I feel really good about that. Yeah, like not sanctimonious about it. Like I don't necessarily look bad down on anybody, but I'm kind of into like this patient place that I'm in, where I'm like, oh, it'll be there. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, no. I mean it's 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 a different rhythm, right? And it just yeah. it sucks when there is when when there is an unspoken like responsibility. Yeah, if we did like a more news focused thing, I, I can see that being a real nightmare. Like I remember uh, Game of the Year award talk at the end of the year, and Bob Mackie had a tweet where he's like, "All these Game of the Years are are based on people who are uh, trying to get work done before going on vacation." Mm-hmm. And have spent and played the first eight hours of a 70 hour game, you know, because nobody has time to actually do that. Like if you're trying to keep up, you can't like that's right. not actually a thing. Um, so the uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm glad we don't try to. Yeah. Like if we if we had to, you know, if we like literally everything that popped out, if we had to stop everything and play it like <laughs> there's so much stuff in the past. We have yeah. so much like there's, I don't understand. Like there's things that I'm excited about that are coming up, but there's also. Tons of things I just like. It would also be good to play, but are old. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. Yeah, I don't have like a thesis for this. I'm just like uh, a <laughs> loud. Yeah, you're just you're you're just freeballing it. You know, just freeballing it. Like yeah. old stuff is good too. Yeah, 
I get, I, I mean, I get like wanting to be part of a conversation, mm-hmm. but also there's value to like letting dust settle because oh, sure. when something comes out, like everybody, you know, flips their shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's, I don't, yeah. And then two months later, they're going to flip their shit the other way and say, yeah. like, oh, this thing is, you know, derivative. It's crap. Like, I kind of want to be on the backlash of the backlash is where I want to be. Like, well, and that ends up making everything just kind of fine. Yep. You know, because you were like, the back, everything is like, just kind of fine. It's just kind of fine. Like, it's the back, the backlash is oftentimes closer to being true than the hype thing mm-hmm. I find, you know, and it's like, uh, like all the like game of the year awards to Dragon Age Inquisition and shit. You know, it's like, that's not like, that's not, I don't know. I don't, I don't get that. And it's just like, it's very pretty and big, you know, and I like being able to avoid the pretty big shock and awe mm-hmm. like that, uh, that comes. Yeah. So feel more comfortable in the past. Yep. Do you want to start answering some questions? Yeah. Okay. Um, Greg says, <clears throat> you're on record for being pretty anti-rare uh, with the games that they developed um, they, or they ported, uh, despite the fact that, in my humble opinion, they made some really great games for the NES and SNES, and I had a ton of fun playing GoldenEye with friends in college. Why, do, why all the rare hate? Um, and are there any rare games that you do like? I think that like it's, it's this is a fun time to get these questions because I think that you caught both of us in a couple of days of bad moods. <laughs> <laughs> like, so look out, world. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking through now. I'm trying to find a gameography uh, yeah. to answer the second part of it. Yeah. So I will come up and say like the era of rare that he is talking about um is marked by an awful lot of mechanics that i just kind of don't like the sms the, the asymmetric stuff like the borderline psygnosis levels of putting like you know presentation over you know kind of just styles of like, gameplay that i don't really like mm-hmm. um collectathon kind of stuff and i understand that that is that is a stereotype about rare um as the collectathon thing it's not always true but it just it, it's it true is often a, enough it is a useful it is a useful heuristic And by the time they started kind of developing a house style from like in 64 on like perfect dark and, uh, and golden eye aside, by the time they started developing that style, I aggressively don't like that style, (laughs) the googly eyed, uh, cartoon, you know, conquer kind of thing. I just, it's just not, it's not my thing. And that you can just tell by looking at at a game that it is rare and it's a style I just don't care for. Yeah. It's a, I think it is a very bad aesthetic. Like, I, I think, like, the uh, aesthetically, the character designs are universally kind of bad, like, across the board. Like, I think that Banjo and Kazooie are dumpster fires of character designs. Yeah. I hate them. They look like uh, Country Jamboree characters. Oh, yeah. And it just, it doesn't look, it doesn't, like, there's no, there's no objectiveness to that, though. It doesn't look cool to me, mm-hmm. you know? Like, where, like, Mario, who is also a silly cartoon character, but he, it's, like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, he's an Italian guy. That's weird. And, you know, that that I can handle. And those those character designs feel more imaginative to me, where the rare ones always feel very generic. Mm-hmm. Um, the things you fight feel very generic, too. Like, here's a witch that looks like it's from, like, a, like a cutout from a Halloween decoration. Yeah. Like, everything looks like a decoration for a holiday from a dollar store. Mm-hmm. Like, every single thing. And then, uh, gameplay-wise, like, the, you know, the collecting stuff, I'm not super into. Like, I don't... Even the best 3D platformers are not my favorite thing, but, like, when they become about grabbing stuff... That makes it worse because I think it's a bad thing for a game to be about. Yeah. Um, and then early on, isometric stuff, I'm with you. And then the uh, the shooter is like, and, you know, I, I I had fun playing GoldenEye. Like yeah. it's not impossible to have fun with it. It just was like 
it's not and this is not being being like a, a pc you know super fan or anything like that but it's just not it's, it's just not. like that weird it's the con it's the console curve like where it's like oh this was the first time it was on console so it gets a lot of credit mm -hmm. uh, because people had consoles and they didn't have pcs but like way cooler shooting experiences were being done on computer at the time it's just not very like it doesn't i don't understand any reason why you would play that instead of like you know like unreal or that on like online uh quake thing Excellent. or something like that yeah yeah it's just like there's just a thousand times better version of that exact same experience that was available at the time mm -hmm. and it's easily available now yeah you know um yeah uh, as for rare games that i do like um viva pinata is a pretty fun uh animal crossing clone mm -hmm. um and i actually do kind of like the uh banjo kazooie nuts and bolts like the racing game where you're making your own carts and stuff yeah i like i viva pinata i remember kind of like being okay with the mechanics and then but having the same character design thing yeah like it's kind of better because they're supposed to be fake yeah but it's still like i don't think they can know how to design a character mm -hmm. um and then i kind of like uh Diddy kong racing yeah for nintendo 64 that's not a bad game yeah. it's still it's like a mario kart clone mm -hmm. so it's not original and cool but it's like it's fine. It does cool stuff like the like the boats and planes and stuff like that. I feel like it doesn't was really fun at the time. very well when What's it does that? those things. I always feel like it doesn't control very well when it does those things. <laughs> like the I think the the hover boats don't feel good and the planes are like it doesn't add much. Yeah, like it's kind of a novelty, but it doesn't add a whole lot. I remember having a lot of fun with it when I was a kid. Like, would it hold up if I went back to it? Probably not. But yeah, I mean, it still would. I think they like it holds up as a Mario Kart clone, and even the the flying levels still are fine. You know, like they don't do very much with the Z-axis stuff, if I recall, other than put some power-ups in the sky. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, uh, you know, it, it still ends up like, it, is, it feels like a novelty. Yeah. The weird like tech thing above, you know, above gameplay, which is those guys. It's a, it's a little, it's a little impressive with the, uh, like from a design perspective, making a map that can, uh, that can hold all of them though. Mm -hmm. Like all the different types. I think that's kind of cool. Like, yeah, there, there's cool stuff in it. I would never argue that there's like nobody who doesn't know what, like that's, they're talentless, you know, like they, like they definitely can make a game and some of the games are playable. Yeah. Um, but they're just now feel very like noteworthy. Like they feel like, Oh, like this is like doable, but not very good. Yeah. I don't know. And I, I've gone back and like visited several of them since codifying that opinion online where, mm -hmm. where people will challenge it, which is good. Um, uh, and gone back and played some of these and it still doesn't like feel particularly good. Like none of them feel like broken messes. You know, but I can't think of any rare game that doesn't, uh, that there isn't another game that does it like a bunch much better. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the rare experience for me. Like you can do this without the bad character designs. You can do this with tighter gameplay and more original. Yeah. I kind of wonder if we just kind of grew up in the wrong time and place for liking rare. Um, because most of the people who I see really getting down with it are either people who grew up in Britain or mm -hmm. Europe. Um, or uh, they grew up kind of more firmly in the uh, N64 era. I think that might be the case. Yeah. Which yeah. isn't denigrating like, oh, if you were two years younger than me, you have a bad opinion. It's just could be yeah. a wrong time, wrong place thing. Uh, Star Fox Adventures is aggressively bad. Did you ever play that? <laughs> yep. That's an aggressively bad game. Yeah. Like that's really bland and, and terrible. And also is like, take something I like. And makes it that like a like a uninteresting take on it. Yeah, like I don't need to know what Star Fox does when he walks around on the planets. I don't know. I had a I had a friend in high school, not like an acquaintance uh, who uh, uh, actually no, he was on my academic challenge team. There we go. I'm distancing myself from this person who had their furry awakening. Okay. Uh, to Star Fox Adventures, which 
okay, whatever. That is yeah. that is your that is your thing, and that's cool. The game did its job. The, <laughs> the, like success, <laughs> but it was just so bizarre to see it happen so so intensely around mm-hmm. that one particular thing. It was like over the course of a summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a follow-up to this, uh, Eric asks, it seems like everyone is in agreement that Donkey Kong 64 is really bad. For someone not familiar with the game or blind slash forgetful to its problems, uh, can you make your case against it? Uh, it's, it's just all the, the, it's a lot of rare cliches. Like you do a lot of just like running around collecting bananas um, and the, you're never in an interesting place doing interesting things in it. Um, like, I, I think for me to like, I'm not a big, like the mechanical part of 3D platforming is n- often not going to work for me uh, because I don't, you know, it's it's harder to see where you're going to land. So you have to require less precision because uh, that's part of, you know, so there, there's a simplification of the levels. Um, and when there's not, like I, those levels fall down. So like, you know, really good 3D platformers, you take like your Mario 64, that game kind of ceases to be super fun for me when you get to the desert. Yeah. And everything when it starts requiring like precision, I don't think that the you know the camera and that camera angle does very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this doesn't even have that. Like it's too simple. Like the stuff you're doing, like you're never in a good looking environment. It's all just jungle. So it's like the sea of brown, uh, or at least you know my memory. Most of it is the sea of brown, and then just collecting hundreds and hundreds of bananas, <laughs> and that's that's the game. Yeah. And then I remember just like a bunch of like arbitrary gate checks to get progress that were based on going back and doing stuff. And then um, wasn't it also the case that you would collect all of a thing and then it would make you go back through the same level and collect all of a different thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, If I recall. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It is. It is just like it's the the end result of like the path they've been on since Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. I was just like because Banjo-Kazooie doesn't have as much of it. And then like Banjo-Kazooie 2 has more. Mm-hmm. And the Donkey Kong 64 is like, what if we just made you grab stuff? Like, like, what if we can take video games and turn all of them into Pac-Man? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Which, like, Pac-Man's great. But... <laughs> but also, there's a nice simplicity to Pac-Man. Yeah. And it's it's just, you can see everything. You have perfect information. Like, mm-hmm. the way it, like, the, it keeps coming up in WAF, too, where it's like, if uh, switching something to 3D... Uh, makes everything take a little bit longer. And part of why is because you, everything is just bigger. Yep. Um, you know, like there's just more space between everything in a 3d game than there is in a 2d game. Yeah. Um, so and it also, all takes a long time by nature of a 3d camera. You're going to have incomplete information because you're facing one way. Yes. All the world yeah. doesn't fit. Yeah. So you, you're every, all of that time you're spending turning around, which isn't very much time, but you're just doing it constantly. Um, you know, looking around these corners and stuff, it just becomes this like weird hunt kind of thing as opposed to a reflex test or like, you know, kind of planning or something like that, that Pac-Man is about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Sam bear writes in asking, have you guys ever made a t-shirt or a postcard design that you scrapped because it was too offensive or stupid? The duck, the duck feed postcards have been a fun surprise when they show up. And I love the shirts that I bought from you guys as a fan of the podcast shirts in general. No, we <laughs> were a pretty yeah. straight pipe with the shirt designs. Yeah, there's not um, like most of it. So Cole does those. That's cool. Um, and they just they come out of stuff that we talk about. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of whatever the most noteworthy thing, I think, kind of gets fast tracked to postcard T-shirt land. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And there's like the Senpai Restrict My P one, which would be as like close to something that's not offensive, but that we maybe wouldn't want to have our name on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there it is. So if, if that <laughs> made it through, then I don't think there's very much else that is uh, 
more like something we would want to have our name on. Yeah. Like that one was fine sending it out to a single backer. Um, yeah. just because like, Oh, you know, here's this thing you're never going to wear. Same thing. Do you remember the, uh, the shirt loading shirt? Oh the, yeah. Shirt uh, loading is also, <laughs> I forgot about shirt loading. That would actually be, I'm yeah, less likely to be associated with that or less happy to be. Yeah. Um, uh, what I would, so like the, the, the plan for senpai restrict my, my P would be to turn it into senpai restrict my T to make it mm -hmm. about the t-shirt T E E my T. -shirt. Okay. Like that, that would be my plan if I wanted to take that, to take that joke and make it t-shirt worthy. But it would, it would kind of, it would take the teeth out of it though. It would no yeah. longer be a thing. So it would still, I'm fine with that just being a t-shirt no one would ever wear. Yep. And, and you don't sell things that nobody would ever wear mm -hmm. <laughs> when it comes to shirts. Um, so, yeah. yeah. But no, I don't think there's anything where we've been like, ah, that's, that's too much <laughs> that I can think of. Yeah. No, it's usually it usually gets get, gets through. Uh, the year of the tadpole was probably a little bit close, but that was symbolic enough that it's like, oh, yeah. it was it wasn't explicitly about sperm, unless yeah. you unless you knew what it was. I mean, it was, but it yeah. wasn't. Uh, it doesn't. You don't know that automatically, and you'd probably do, but mm -hmm. you can you can make the argument. Yes, yeah, the, like, you can you can extend. It doesn't appear to be entirely about sperm. Yes. You can extend the uh, the benefit of the doubt to the design in a vacuum, though. Yes. So yeah, we're you know relatively shameless. There's no shame. Uh, yeah, no shame. But uh, I think I would stop at something that would actively get me in trouble for sending it through the mail. Yeah, yeah. Um, David says, "Are you guys going to play Dark Souls on PS4 or PC?" Question two: If you could go back in time and tell yourself not to play Soul Reaver, would you? Uh, PS4 and yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> PC. And no, just because I like that episode. And I think that, um, that six hours or whatever of play, it was frustrating, but it got us, it got us to do something different. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 there's always a silver lining to it. Um, it just like put me in a bad mood for a long time and <laughs> finding that value, like it's over now. So it's hard to do the arithmetic mm -hmm. on what, uh, like damage is too strong of a word, uh, but like what, you know, being slightly happier during the, the time that I had that hanging over my head is something I had to do. Mm -hmm. um, what that would have done for me in general is hard to place a value on. Um, you know, not that like I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I'm so I guess like now that I'm, now that I'm done, yes, um, I'm fine that I did it. Uh, but I do, like I said before, if we had done like an hour, like test of the things on the poll, I would have probably rejected it. Oh yeah. So, so in that case, like literally the answer to your question is yes. Like, mm -hmm. You know, but it's since it turned out that now in retrospect, having uh, you know, if we could I could trade the experience of having done it and then not have the episode, I probably wouldn't make the trade. I'd be on your side. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're playing uh, Dark Souls three on PC? I think so. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I it has roughly the same uh, the, the the same um, requirements as Scholar mm -hmm. of the First Sin. The only thing that's higher is RAM, and oh, okay. I have enough RAM to run it uh, smoothly. I just kind of assumed that my my computer wouldn't run it, so I got it on PS4. But yeah, if you could ch check check this check the specs, mm -hmm. um, check and see um, because it has the same graphics graphics card requirement mm -hmm. as a uh, as Scholar. The only okay. thing is it requires eight gigs of RAM as opposed to uh, as opposed to the old four. Gotcha. I might. I mean, I might stick with PS4 because my roommates have expressed some interest in in watching. Oh, okay. Uh, which would be like my PS4 is in the living room and my computer's in my room. So a communal thing. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really want to, uh, I like when I game on my, 
PC, a lot of times I am on the exercise bike, which I don't want to do that during Dark Souls 3. Okay. Because it will be a first blush. I want to concentrate. Yes. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, like, I may change my mind on it as it gets closer. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. That is my yeah. decision right now. Definitely not trying to convince you or anything. Like, I don't. I don't know. But, I mean, just, like, uh, it just... If it's available, if it's available on PC, I would like to, I would like to have it. However, I know that it's going to go on sale like pretty much immediately on PC. Yeah. It's, it's not like I won't get it on PC at some point. Yeah. That's because the there'll be some mod that I want and then it'll eventually become like, you know, $17 mm. and I'll, I'll want to have it up here probably. Yeah. Like I bought, that's how I, you know, I bought Dark Souls 2 twice. Mm-hmm. I bought Dark Souls 1 yeah. just once, but you know, <laughs> came to that late. Yeah. And having that dependability, knowing it's actually going to run on a mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's a that's a big thing too. Is that like PC uh, launches are risky? Yep. Um, so, oh. and I don't want to lose that first day. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> uh, this is going to be kind of a long one. Zachary writes this one's for Gary, but I'd love to hear anyone else's thoughts on it. Gary's let's plays of. Uh, Let's Plays and references to Binding of Isaac convinced me to give that game a shot, and I'm hooked. Incredible on the gameplay, but aesthetically, I'm not a soul. I don't mind the grossness, and I find the exploration of the fantasy-slash-nightmare world of an abused, confused child, the bodily fluids, the enemies being deformed to Isaacs, uh, the religious symbolism, etc., uh, interesting. What makes me squirm a bit is the jokes about abuse whose only purpose seem to be pushing the envelope, i.e. edgy humor. Um, however... I definitely understand with black comedy, it's a fine and difficult line to walk. I'm definitely not attacking your love and support of this game and not your, and it's not your responsibility to be its defender, but as someone who intelligently speaks to the cultural and social context of games, I'm curious about your thoughts. Sorry about the length. Um, it's it like Edmund McMillan, Edmund McMillan is like a guy who I don't necessarily know if I would get along with him in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, uh, he's real into that. Like he's real, like I'm an instigator and I'm going to do these things. And a lot of times they're not actually jokes or, you know, they don't seem like jokes. They're just kind of like, it does feel, I agree with you that it just feels like he's trying to kind of push an envelope. Um, and when they're jokes, like there's like a ridiculous number of just like dumb memes references and stuff in that game too. Um, it is, uh, so I don't necessarily, I don't think he's being evil. So I don't feel bad about giving him money. I think he's being like kind of immature and I don't think it's very funny. Mm-hmm. So the part of that game that like I think is meant to do that, that is meant to be kind of funny, um, doesn't work on me. Like I've never really thought it was funny. I do find I'm with you where I find it kind of poignant. Like the part of it that he's and and if he's making these jokes as a way to process, which I think he is, mm-hmm. um, I, I can I'm not gonna take that away from him, you know. So I don't feel bad supporting him. I don't think he's being evil. I think he's just kind of being tasteless and not very funny. Um, and then that all just kind of becomes like, I ignore it all for the gameplay, uh, because the gameplay is really great. Um, and it's like, you know, it's, it's like single game I played probably the most, um, you know, hours wise. And it's still something I put on if I want to like mindlessly exercise or have something on TV in the background and just do something with my hands. Like, you know, so I still play it like pretty frequently, um, well after it's done, but I don't, uh, I don't feel like he's being evil. Um, I just think that it's just kind of like not my not my sense of humor yeah you know um yeah so i don't i don't feel i don't feel bad about giving him money for that or or talking about his game a lot mm-hmm. if he were like if he were to come out as like you know like a super raging asshole um 
but I think the worst he is is this like kind of like a silly nihilist. Like he's a little bit like like a South Park kind of thing. Yeah. I don't think he's a bad person. I think he just kind of thinks everyone is dumb, mm. which is not a, not a perspective I like. But it's not one I think is harming the world. I mean, maybe in a grand sense, but it's not one that's my job to punish people for. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm not nearly as into Isaac as you are. Like, I'm nowhere near as good. But like, there are things that I can put up my blind spot for, mm-hmm. you know, in order to, in order to enjoy recognizing that it's probably like, yeah, this this, this might hurt somebody's feelings, but uh, yeah, can... like, there's nothing like particularly hateful in it. Yeah. I don't think. And the stuff that you could argue is hateful that is about religion or what have you is that's what that's him processing this stuff. Like if you read interviews and stuff uh, and like the postmortem and things he did, like that's the point of the game. Like he is processing this religious upbringing he had and justifying it with uh, his like relationship with like escapism and, and kind of pop culture and stuff. Um, and that's, you know, I'm okay with somebody making a statement about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't feel hateful to me. It feels like processing. Yeah. I guess. I feel like, like hateful, not hateful, probably disrespectful and how much that matters to you. Totally. Dis- disrespectful is a good word for it. And, yeah. and he's kind of trafficking in that place where like, I'm disrespectful to everything, you know? Yeah, so I, yeah. therefore I'm, dis- and I don't necessarily get on board with that, but it doesn't feel like it's, uh, I mean, I'm risking sounding like a hypocrite because he's being disrespectful to something I don't care about. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's okay with me. But yeah. also, you know, there's a little bit of like, you know it when you see it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like I wouldn't, if there, like there's like an explicitly like homophobic power up or something like that. Then I would feel bad. Yeah. You know, because I, I, that's punching down, mm-hmm. uh, you know, organized religion doesn't feel like punching down to me. Yeah. You know, I, maybe that's the difference. Um, yeah. yeah. Like that feels like, especially like it feels solidly like punching up given how much kind of power there is and stuff like that. So I don't, you know, I don't try not to be an asshole atheist, but it doesn't feel like it's hurting a marginalized group. Right. To me. Yeah. Thank you very much, Zachary, for that thoughtful question. Um, Let's see here. Bob writes in, are you guys really ready for an entirely new souls game? I can safely say that I am not. He says in parentheses, and what are your greatest hopes and fears for dark souls three? I'm ready. Yeah, I think Uh, so. Um, I feel like I've really benefited from the blackout. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me like, too. And, and the off season. Yeah. 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 Kind of breaking, breaking that stride just a little bit doing, <laughs> breaking that stride by doing far more work than we otherwise would for the show. It's a lot more work, but it's different. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the, the kind of like, weirdly, there's more research involved in dark souls season on season stuff. Mm-hmm. For me, because the like you know covering like a full game, like covering Titan Souls, there's just not that much to it. Right. Whereas a Souls game will generate reams and reams of text, you know, and lore pages and videos and conversations and Reddit threads and stuff like that. Like there's just more to it. Yeah. Uh, so that requires actually more research, I think. Um, I'm, I'm a, good. As I said, like with that research, there's an element of kind of always being on. Yes. It very much is a conversation you have to be tapped into. And it's a conversation I'm just not a part of right now, just because I'm trying to avoid that stuff. Mm. Um, and like when you see that tweet about that hot new theory, those hot new specs, the hot speculations, yeah. you know, off the Vati line, um, you have to go and look at it because that's a part of being informed. Well, and it's stuff I would do anyway. Yeah. So it's like it's it's a, it's kind of interesting because this game coming back will also bring back like a part of my life entertainment wise. Mm-hmm. That I have, so that's kind of something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, I'm also ready for it specifically coming off of Bloodborne um, because like Bloodborne is a very different kind of game. Like I really love Bloodborne, but I really am looking forward to getting back to like 
uh, I mean, like partly getting back to just like that, that kind of rhythms and, and slower pace and everything, but also getting back to like fantasy. Yep. Uh, like, cause I, I love that shit. Like I, I love Kings and dragons. <laughs> and stuff. Like, there's no again it's just cool like lovecraft stuff is great werewolves are man but the uh the i also want to get back to to from's weird especially playing uh shadow tower and kind of seeing shadow tower abyss not so much with shadow tower like their take on western fantasy is so neat and weird to me that's just like a hot tub i want to be in <laughs> no so i'm like definitely looking forward to getting back to those that kind of sense of aesthetics swords yeah, yeah. swords um so greatest hopes Oh yeah, um, that like I, I love it if it uh, doesn't feel shitty the way it wraps it up. Um, I don't want them to ignore everything that came out of Dark Souls Two. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be like a big thing. I was talking about it on Twitter with somebody, but like that game, you know, and we we talked about it in the uh, Ohio talk, but. Like that game is has my favorite player control difficulty I think of maybe any video game. Mm-hmm. Like it's really elegant and really subtle, um, and I would love to have that stuff be a part of it. Yeah. You know, like I want I want those things to exist. Um, I so my greatest hope would be that it actually tries to take the best parts of the previous games in the series, and there's no like you know bastard stepchilding. Yeah. Out of Dark Souls too. Yeah, I hope they uh, they bring the narrative in. Yeah. That they don't just forget it and then go off onto something else because there's still, I still have a desire for closure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I would like to see something that, like, I mean, we have to, we have to do something with the cycle. mm -hmm. I, you know, it would be, even if the thing is like you literally, like a definitive answer that you literally can't, you Mm -hmm. know, would also be okay. Um, You know, but it's, it needs to be kind of addressed given how much the previous games talked about that. Like, Definitely. Um, so my greatest hope, um, I like what the I like the idea of what I've heard about them doing with uh, melee combat. Mm-hmm. Just the idea of giving non-casters these D and D fourth edition style techniques or whatever, um, bringing a little bit more, just making making strength builds have a little bit more variety. Um, feels more, uh, um, just kind of more novel to me. Um, I, I think that sounds pretty cool. Greatest fear, um, I'm afraid of the backlash. <laughs> like yeah. um i don't it, you know if this if, if somebody comes out and says this lacks the miyazaki touch like existing in this space which like is not an option for us really um is going to be tough like that's going to be annoying like there, there's going to be annoying conversations that come out of it yeah uh because that's that's going to be a thing and it's like it's it's similar because we just did silent hill 2 or silent hill 3 it's gonna be the same thing mm-hmm. where like you can't uh, i think that it is unreasonable to expect this game or dark souls 2 or even bloodborne to stand up to dark souls 1 because mm-hmm. uh, that's a, a silent hill 2 level thing uh but you know don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good like don't you know uh i don't know there's, there's going to be a lot of complaining which makes sense for a game that has a cottage industry around it where like people's livelihoods depend on it uh you know but at the same time chill the fuck out <laughs> I guess like that, that's I, I don't know that's been the number one thing running through my head for the last two days about everything <laughs> like chill the fuck out <laughs> like, this doesn't matter calm down yeah. um, you know but that speaks more to my mood than anything but it, it will be true in the conversations uh, surrounding this like I think like have a little bit of perspective like cool it again we're uh, with that thing with the, the new games like let this stuff settle a little bit mm-hmm. you know uh, before you have to before you re, you know think piece uh, hyperbolic <laughs> kind of thing so 
Yeah, agree. But uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that week. Um, oh yeah, you know that's always that's always fun. I like you know I'm not the kind of person who will stay up until midnight and then play all night. Like I want to mm-hmm. go to sleep and then wake up at like or I want to set it to download. Wake up at you know seven thirty, brew a pot of coffee and sit down in my jammies and then just get yeah. to work like that. That to me has always been a very pleasant experience. Yeah, it's it's gonna be real nice. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to talking on the Slack channel about it. Um, I'm looking forward to getting the game beat so I can miss, see all the stuff I missed. Yes. Because that's a, that's a real favorite moment of mine. Uh, just because, you know, especially when there are things that, like, I don't feel like that spoils it for me. Because mm-hmm. um, there'll be little things that, like, kind of tug to the edge of my consciousness. And then just having those verified. Mm-hmm. Like, it still ends up feeling neat. Like, oh, my God, I knew there was something there. But, <laughs> you know, that's a super good feeling. Yeah. We need to, we need to still text each other, though. Even though we have yeah. the Slack, it needs to. I like. Yeah. I like that. And also, I don't want to because uh, people in the Slack will maybe beat it before I do. Oh, yeah. I mean, like Allison's importing it. Uh, <laughs> she, she will have it beat, like you know, in three days. Yeah, she's posting uh, a counter. Like, yeah. So, so I don't. I don't want to hear about that stuff either. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's going to be a little while before I even get into the Slack. But I feel more safe texting you than I do, just going onto the internet. Yep. And just seeing things in general. Yeah. You know. So uh, that will be an internet blackout period, I think. Yes. For a while. But that's fine, because that is worthwhile to do yeah. on occasion. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Liam says, to follow up on the Rare Talk, would you consider doing a Donkey Kong Country game for a show, either WAF or Abject Suffering? I think you guys ha- uh, could have really interesting insight into Donkey Kong Country 3, especially. Uh, like, I mean, it feels a little baity. Like yeah. I, we definitely, I definitely wouldn't do it for a while just because it would be like, it feels like stunt. Yeah. Like stunt choosing. Like you can't wait until you see what the bad boys of Duckfeed have to, you know, I don't, who's Same the, thing is that Robert the, Downey Jr. Who's the, the shock, shock talk guy. What's uh, that? Morton, Morton Downey Jr. Okay. Like Morton, have you, th- have you ever thought about Morton Downey Jr. in the last like 20 years? Like I, who, who are you talking? You know who you're talking to. Of course I've thought yeah. about Morton Downey <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like I don't want to do that. Like I don't want to be like, uh, or um, uh, Bill Maher, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. We're laying down the new rules on <laughs> Every, uh, everything you like is bad. Yeah, uh, but like it would, it could be like, um, like we could do it for abject suffering. But even then, it would. I feel like it would be mean, or like it, I would want it to not be mean spirited. I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, because um, people do really love those, and I don't like as much as it doesn't seem like I don't want to take that away from anybody. Mm-hmm. Like I just yeah. think they're bad. So there's there's an element of it that it would be it would be nice to have an opportunity to corroborate our stance. Yes, not that we are of a hive mind, but just to like go in and say actually, hey, here here's the reason why we don't yeah why we don't like it. But like I just I have a feeling that just there's the the deck would be stacked against us for even coming across as talking in good faith. The given, it's, given it's how a, this is gone. Something that happens uh, when you don't like something um, is people will kind of challenge you with increasingly high kind of bars for not liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, where you'll be like, I don't like this, and then they'll be like, Well, the, you know, have you played the fourth one? Oh yeah. And, or you know, have you, well, you have you have you gotten to this secret objective and stuff like that? That's when it really comes alive. But yeah. you, uh, there's only so much that you can reasonably expect of somebody who doesn't like a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, like I haven't played Donkey Kong like any of those games in a long time. Yeah. 
you know, it wasn't like when I was a kid, I played them when I was a kid. I revisited them in my early twenties. So it's, I will admit like it's been 10 years yeah. since I picked up one of those games, but it's, I, it's because I don't like them. You know, it doesn't, uh, it's not, I can't make it turn into a job to kind of prove that I don't, you know, it, it happens a lot with TV shows where people are like, Oh no, no, really picks up in season three. <laughs> like, well, you realize you just asked me to watch 20 hours of something I don't like. Yeah, you know, like I uh, when I had a, a coworker who was trying to get me into Dexter, and I watched the first season. I That's thought it was exactly really what I was going to say, Dexter. Yeah, and it, and it's like uh, you realize that like, you're asking me to do something I really don't like, and keep doing it to like get to this part that you say is good, <laughs> and it's like. That's just not worth the investment. I'm not criticizing the person who asked the question for asking no. us to do the thing. It's just there is this thing where if you don't like something, people will continuously pull out examples of the best of the thing. Yeah. And it's like, I tried it. I feel like I put in the time that I can do. There's a lot of stuff out there that I really am interested in that I'm not going to be able to do before I die. Mm-hmm. You know, this feels like not like a waste, but it feels like, cause it's never a waste. You always take yeah. something away from even disliking something, but it just feels like not the best use of my time, you know? Yeah. And like, especially in an interpersonal relationship, when somebody is pushing you really, really hard to get to season three of Dexter, like mm-hmm. what happened, you know, it's like there, there's, there's always the, there's always the problem of what happens when you get there and you still don't like it. Totally. And that's, <laughs> like, that's a special place. And that's like a special hell to like, yeah recommendation that backfires you know which is why like and you and i both do this i think is you have to be careful about recommending things yeah um it is it's not like like i almost said it was an act of violence that's too (laughs) much uh but it is like you know it is it's not light Mm -hmm. you know like a good recommendation is like takes the other person into account um you know is it does not come across like an obligation right you know, and also, and at worst, even worse than that, doesn't come across as like an ultimatum, you know, yeah. and no one's ever explicitly said like, hey, like the third season of Dexter or we can't be friends. Mm-hmm. But I have had some like head shakes, you know, like just like, God, I, you'd really love it. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> it's just like, nah, come on. <laughs> like, this is this is way too for a show about, you know, for that show or for any piece of media. Like, this is too much. Mm-hmm. There's too much expectation being put on me. Uh, so that kind of thing bums me out. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Um, same thing with like Banjo Kazooie, honestly, like mm. that, that, that is always one that pops up for like, Hey, why don't you guys just do it? Like, I just wouldn't feel comfortable at this point, <laughs> you know, never, never say never, but like, no. a, we're really burnt out on 3d, 3d platformers right now. And B yeah. just like, I'm almost comfortable with it being an in joke at this point or with being a like, running I would, joke. The way that I would do it. And I keep talking about doing the donkey on country stream, which I will do at some point. Um, like I would do it as like a stream thing, like not on, not on record, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe, but like that, that game, like, uh, Danielle Rando likes that more than Mario 64. Yes, I don't want to like, do it. Like, she yeah, a good, a good case for it. It's an okay. Like, I think some of the things that she likes about it are things I don't like about it. Mm-hmm. But that's not, you know, that's fine too. Like that happens. But I don't want to like set up. I just don't want to start like that. That fight. Like we joked a lot about the the Fallout debate thing with like the video games hot dog guys. I'm glad that never happened because mm-hmm. there's just a little bit of like uh, I don't know. Like it, it's not mean spirited. Like I feel comfortable and I'm friends with those guys and I would not yeah. hurt anybody's feelings. But at the same time, it just kind of we will we will end up in the sea of subjectivity eventually yeah. it's just how much do we wrestle before we fall in you know it'd be it'd be like um opinion pokemon yeah like, <laughs> like training up your opinions you have dislike go 
And like, I, I would rather have an opinion Tamagotchi. Like I, like I have this, this, or not time, maybe not Tamagotchi, but like, I'm training this, like, I feel very good about my, you know, I feel very well-developed about my opinions on Fallout games. Like I know what makes a good Fallout game and I know why I think that, but, uh, I don't want to battle it against anybody. Yeah. It's just like, it's just a beautiful piece of art. Like he's just, it's just a pet. Mm-hmm. Like I spent, spent a lot of time taking care of Roars, uh, you know, and put a lot of work into it. I don't need him to go fight other cats, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just thinking of competitive bonsai, like just putting both of them next to each other on a table and shouting. Go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, I watched a um, a video, like a YouTube video last night, and the person uh, was talking about moments of game feel. And they said something that I really like where they're just like, I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. I just want you to know why I think this. Yeah. And that's like, that's, that's, and that's what we do. Like, that's the whole point of the show. And that's the best thing we can hope for is just like, I want to fully articulate myself. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't need to be in opposition to anything. Yeah. You know, I know we're, st- I know we're hanging out on this for a second for like for, for, for a little while, but I also want to like get this across. Like if we started, if we started putting stuff on the, if we started putting stuff on, on our, on our calendar ex- specifically because somebody disagreed with our offhand remarks about it, like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to finally take on Donkey Kong country. Like all of a sudden we're the samurai who, who like deigns to fight the up and comer. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you have to fight everybody who comes at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, like as much as like I keep uh, the, our smallness in this very small pond like at the forefront of my mind all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a weird power imbalance there too, where like yeah. if that person like disagreed and they said something uh, to it, you know, like I don't know, like we're doing a show and it goes out to a lot of people and stuff. It's not, you know, it wouldn't be like a it, framing as an opposition is unfair. Uh, you know, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Brett, writes, I, oh, go ahead, real sorry. quick, sorry, we're, we're really we are camping out on this, but I think <laughs> that there are shows that can do that, like where they can do like there could be a podcast and there could be people who do a podcast where like we're taking down the sacred cows, you know, like one of my favorite um retronauts episode and it was a live one and the sound quality is awful uh which is a bummer but they did one where it was like your favorite game sucks which is a super confrontational thing but it was just like people from the audience were like this is my favorite game and they would say like what's bad about it nice um and like i like i feel like they got away with it mm-hmm. in a way that our examination wouldn't it's not us okay. like i think we could do it but if we're gonna go level by level and just it's we're too thorough for that. Like it would just be, it would be beating it, like breaking every bone in its body one by one, you know, and, from and the toes up to the skull. And we get that. Like we get people who say like, gosh, guys, you're just harping on this. And it's like, yeah, yeah it annoyed us every time it happens. Exactly. Like, I mean, and if you say like, Oh, like, cause that's what we do. Like when something is really good and happens every level, we talk mm-hmm. about it every time it happens in the level, but our treatment, you know, doesn't uh, lend itself to an adversarial kind of approach. It doesn't mean we always have to do good games, like obviously, but we don't want to, anything that you wanted to put up because it might be kind of fun to see us take it down. Like it wouldn't be fun. It would be, it'd be like funny games. (laughs) <laughs> like that, that movie where like oh you like violence do you <laughs> you know um it would be like that uh, and again that's not us like i'm not framing us in a badass way it's just yeah. when you go level by level through something like you know that's thorough <laughs> like do, do so, you want your favorite thing subjected to this kind of yeah kind of scrutiny especially exhaustive for slash exhausting. what's up yes i said exhaustive slash exhausting <laughs> yep so yes yeah I don't know. 
Um, let's see here. Brett writes in asking, have you guys been watching Riff's ongoing Let's Play of Scholar of the First Sin? He's putting up one video every day, and each one goes from respawn to death. Um, so some are one minute long and others span 30 minutes. Uh, he's been stuck on Armorer Dennis, uh, Dennis in the Forest of Fallen Giants for two plus weeks. It's been cracking me the fuck up. <laughs> like Armorer Dentist. <laughs> in this economy, everybody's got to get a second job. Is that the, <laughs> <laughs> no, is that the guy who uh, does Jaws' teeth? from? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, there's no tooth armor. Like that's kind of I, I feel like that would be like a that's a medieval dead end like you'd go in some museum and it'd be like you know like you're like you'll be like Here, here's the armpit screen mouth guards are tooth armor come on i guess that's true yeah <laughs> but not like medieval mouth guards those are just for boxers also grills oh grills are kind of like tooth tooth armor yeah um or, I, or, i've not watched it i see i see uh riff po- uh post them yes but i have not watched it uh they're they're funny it's not like everyday appointment viewing i'll go and watch a handful of them um, mm-hmm. but it, it is funny cause you know, I, I wish there was a way to hide what the, what the, like the upper bound of time was mm-hmm. because I would like to be surprised that one of them. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's hard not to like see 45 seconds out of the corner of your eye and like, just wait for it to come. Yeah. It's a super fun idea for a, for a let's play though. Yeah. I've, I've heard, you know, hearing him talk about it on video games, hot dog. It's like, man, that is a really good idea. I think he's already beaten the game or he's close to it, even though he's still in the forest of fallen giants. Um, and all I can think of is how much work would go. No, I thought approach. about that too. Like I would like just, I don't know how, if they're, if they're edited at all, but even if not, like that's just a lot of like uploading and, yeah. and naming and, and stuff like that. And he's just done them all in advance. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's intense. Yeah. Um, but good on them because it's a super cool idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see here. We already talked about not playing Salt and Sanctuary. Sorry, Brett. Um, yeah. Brett also asked, Gary, I was in the midst of a media blackout during the entire lifespan of the Souls of Darkness Kickstarter campaign. Now that I'm back, is there a way to buy a hard copy? Also, can I go get a little smooch from Princess Peach? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah you think you're getting a Prince, Princess Peach smooch, but no! yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get gary the uh, mogwai um yeah. you, you can have a princess peach smooch as well the uh you can't buy it yet but the uh it's being printed now um i don't know what that means exactly because the uh, i have not seen i've seen the patch um and i had the pogs the pogs were delivered to me i have not seen the manual or comic yet because of shipping they all have to go out at once uh, so this week, my job, uh, it's supposed to be printed, though, by the end of the week. So the people at the people who are doing distribution that make that thing people uh, should have copies of the book and will send me pictures, which is really exciting. And yeah. then um, I will, I'm going to set up like the spreadsheet that gets everybody their thing. I need to figure out who paid for autographs and get those sent to me and get them. And then who, which of those are going on to Nick yeah. to uh, get his signature as well. Yeah. Um, so soon uh, you'll be able to buy a physical copy. And watch like uh, duckfeed.tv slash news for that. Like I'll post something about it. I, I will be obnoxious about it. Uh, <laughs> so when it comes out, I will be, because uh, I don't, I don't want to have uh, 250 of these things sitting around forever. No. Um, no. Yeah. So I, I would like to move them. Um, not least of which because of, uh, you know, rent money, but also because uh, I'll have a lot of them. I bought a bunch of them to have some to sell. Yeah. So. 
Cool. Um, Robin asks, uh, so we all have our interests outside of video games, but have video games ever drawn you towards new hobbies or maybe a general interest to learn more about something, i.e. interest in a period of history or culture uh, from a setting in a game or learning more about mythology or religion from any JRPG ever? Yes. Um, yes. I bought an electronic drum kit because of Rock Band mm -hmm. and, and taught myself to play the drums. Um, which I'm not great at, but I can kind of do. Yeah. Um, and then also learned a lot about voodoo after Gabriel Knight. Yeah. Like I, I went, because uh, I was uh, in my high school, I played that with Derek and stuff, and we learned all these words. And then I like consulted my local library mm -hmm. and, and read a book about voodoo and like read about voodoo for a little bit. Hmm. Uh, entirely due to that. Nice. Um, my first one is similar to yours. Um, it is uh, after playing Guitar Hero, I decided to learn guitar. So I bought my, I got a Guitar Hero in November of uh, 2005, and then I bought my first electric guitar in December of 2005, mm -hmm. and that is still something I do. I try to do almost every day, um, and that's been that's been very rewarding and great. Um, and then I can't like link this to a specific thing, um, but uh, kind of just a general interest, not in going to exotic places because man, I'm a hobbit. I want to stay home. Um, but just like an interest in like weird islands and like inhospitable lands and things like that. Like basically anything that would be a stereotypical video game setting. I love reading about it. Um, so just kind of like, I guess, geography, if that makes any sense or like weird castles and shit. Like I will, I will, uh, go, I'll gravitate toward that even down to like reading about haunted places and stuff. I, I do that too, but I don't know if it's because of games, like, cause it like, that's a lot of that stuff came from just being a general, like fantasy dork. And that's the thing, right? Because like, who knows if I'm a fantasy dork because of games. Yeah. So that's why it's hard. Like I, I say, like, I can't pin this down to a particular thing. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see here. Now would be the time if you have any questions uh, and you're not on the uh, you're not on the priority uh, to uh, use the Q and A widget on the uh, on the old screen there to put some stuff in. Um, we also have some comments on the Google Plus page, but uh, but uh, we're getting toward the end of the priority questions. Thank you to all of our mm -hmm. Patreon backers who backed at that level and threw in. Um, but, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, so let's see here. Jala writes in saying the network has a whole slew of jokes, uh, which have developed and been added to over time. What are your personal favorites? That, and that's hard. Like yeah, oftentimes it's whatever the recent one is. Yeah. Scorch is good. Feels exciting. Say what? Scorch is good. Scorch. I like Scorch. I, I'm way into uh, the gates are open. Like anything <laughs> with that, just because it reminds me that exists. Uh, so I like anything with D devil. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it's it's oftentimes the most recent one just because it's like 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 i will never get sick of crick uh mm -hmm. but at the same time like you know crick needs some some fresh fresh injections from time to time mm -hmm. to stay fresh and when when we come up come up with it i wanted to have like some kind of some kind of spin on it i'm mm -hmm. glad that we're not making the same like if we were making fanfiction.gov jokes yeah. like now that would be a problem <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, yeah yeah one of the recent hotnesses i think yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> corn sarnet was a good one for a while. Um, mm -hmm. Just be just because it it would pop up basically on every show with your mm -hmm. hello. Yeah, I like um, I still like corn sarnet. Yeah, corn sarnet is really good. good uh, if, like if I had to say all time favorite, it would it would have to be crick again. Me with the boring answers today, <laughs> but um, it feels like that is 
like not just a watershed moment for for like abject suffering but for the network in general mm -hmm. and because it ticks a lot of my a lot of my boxes which is kind of creating characters and histories for like upsetting sociological or biological things like crick is an upsetting culture if you look at it uh from you know for for more than like five seconds i like how if you put uh, abject suffering into google it auto completes to crick yep like abject <laughs> suffering crick uh, is what google expects you to put in there <laughs> i would like to, uh people in the slack if you can go try that just write abject suffering see if that goes uh because that might uh that might be a it might uh, be uh, yeah they, 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 it may be an algorithm uh, okay but yeah, like Crick, Crick for me is like emblematic, like <laughs> Abject Suffering was already a really fun show to do. But I think that that is a definite articulation point for like the kind of humor we would pursue. And it would be like, again, like if we ever do DuckCon and we get a bunch of money, we can fly people out. Like how amazing it would be if we just got him to come out and, and speak. And we just like had him do like a post, like a uh, post report on due to the attitude. Yeah. Like, and it was just kind of like, and there would be such a rapt audience for him like and they wouldn't and he would have no idea why and it would be amazing like it would just be like everyone would just be like oh god it's crick um or at least i, I want to say everyone it would just be me like it would be fine too um but it would just be like it's crick it's crick and he would just be like well wouldn't programming do to the attitude i need to you know, just do this very like bland thing like back in the day we didn't have a lot of development time and you know and, and just kind of going through things and uh it would still be really fun that was a fun idea <laughs> yeah so, so that like that's the thing it's kind of like with buffo right like yeah. if, we, if we flew buffo out it would be very hard what's that when we fly buffo out yes when we like, fly well, i don't think out. we have to fly him out i think he's he's active in in the midwest so like oh yeah i think he, we could just get him to bring up his clown car <laughs> <laughs> like his, 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 his clown muscle time. car his clown mustang yep. uh, <laughs> <laughs> his clown muscle car come on yes yeah um, but um but it's a very similar situation like the idea of buffo is funny but i don't have any i don't have any uh like malice toward him it sounds like i'm making fun of buffo when i laugh at yeah buffo. but like the same thing with crick i actually like i admire the guy because even though he didn't do a lot of work like he was making games with his daughter and yeah. like doing kind of what he loves and like you look at pictures of him and he seems really happy and like he's got this website that happens to be like this vestige of a certain of like a certain period of of design that shares way too much detail but like i'm not making fun of crick i like I, we're not making fun of crick because everything weird about crick we we are responsible for yep. um, i think you can make the argument we are kind of making fun of buffo but it is at the very least gentle like cuz it just it's so weird like mm -hmm. if, if we had Buffo come out to the thing, when we have Buffo come out to the thing, Thank you. we're not going to be like, hey, stand in the middle of the circle. We're all going to dance around you and throw cans. <laughs> you're like, you'll, earn, you'll earn your $250 and you'll like it. It would just be like, do your show. Like, do, like, like this will be an entertaining show during the convention. Mm -hmm. Just do it for us. Yeah. And, and just be you. And it would just be incredible. Like it, it's a, it reminds me a lot of like the less exploitative like Tim and Eric stuff. Where it's like I think they genuinely like those dudes, yeah. Um, but they part of why they like them is because they're so bonkers, like they're you know they're so uh, unusual. I don't think that's necessarily bad. Yeah, like David, like appreciating David Lieberhart, uh, like you're not like man, this is a good song. Mm -hmm. Like you're just like oh this this guy likes to sing about aliens, this puppet, this is so weird, mm -hmm. and that's still not evil. 
you know, and that, that's how I feel about Buffalo too. Like, oh, this yeah. is he's a clown, and the whole point is he rips phone books in half. Like, that's so weird. <laughs> um, you know, and and I don't I don't feel exploitive about that. I just think right. it is just I'm appreciating it for a different reason other than just like, you know, boy is he strong. Um, <laughs> you know, or like, God, he's a funny clown. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean the, the the word for what we're talking about here is irony. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's necessarily evil. Like, I don't uh, I don't necessarily think it's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. go to hell, Jesse Thorne. Bowtie boy. Yeah. Bowtie boy. All right, bad mustache. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Tim Shu writes in saying, uh, I got abject suffering podcast and then abject suffering crick. As well, it probably should be. So it's it's still very much in the top in the top recommendations. So wow. we've done our job. <laughs> uh let's see here steven writes in saying you both seem to appreciate music on a bit of a deeper level about when and where did that interest start for you um well thank you yeah. um i don't i don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> um i don't uh, i i don't uh, i don't like anything without knowing why i like it um so music is no different for me so i think about it a lot because i think about everything i like mm -hmm. a lot um not to be dismissive or anything like I like and playing music. I started thinking about it a little bit more, but also I'm not a great musician or anything. Uh, I just have like, if I'm like, I like this song. Um, I think about what it does that I like, and that makes it easy to break it down into components, yeah. um, which then I think uh, seems deep, but it's not like I like a, a straight up musicologist, uh, you know, would, would blow me out of the water with like deep thinking yeah. about music. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I maybe come at it from a from a bit of a different angle because I think about lyrics a lot. Um and that's that that is where a lot of my like a lot of my appreciation comes from. Like picture if you will, a chubby sixth grader named Cole laying in bed reading his Done. <laughs> with uh with, with with the stereo on the headboard okay um laying on his stomach with it with a pillow up here reading the liner notes to rem's reveal mm. <laughs> at 12 years old just kind of like what is he trying to say with this like that yeah, i i did that too like i i had um this was specifically with rem like i had um i bought uh, old VHS tapes that were their compilations of music videos. And I sat down with a notepad and wrote down uh, what in the lyrics and what in the video could be symbols and what they could symbolize. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and had that. I remember doing that for uh, it's the end of the world as we know it, which is just like weird skinny kid goes and trashes a shack. <laughs> it a little bit and that's like literally it and i was just like this shack has a, a paint a frame with no painting in it you know <laughs> what could that be yeah. um you know but i don't uh because like i i sometimes will pay attention to lyrics as well uh but it's it still ends up coming down to just like man i like that term of turn of phrase like that's very yeah. evocative to me mm -hmm. uh you know and and uh and I, I like there are explicit things that i like about uh, lyrics, but it's not, um, it's not like a poetry thing. It's more just like, I, I get a sense of what this person's saying it and they're not being obvious. Like this is not a cliche. Yep. And this has like a kind of a nice internal rhyme. So it sounds like a cool turn of phrase. This is a word that I like Yeah. because it's an unusual word for this, but it's a, like a really perfect word for it. No. You know, like things like that. So it's just, uh, it's that's at least for me, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but no, no, definitely. Like, like lyrics and vocal melody. And a lot of that comes to from just time spent in choir and, you know, thinking about singing and doing singing on my own. Like I'm less of an instrumental guy, more of a vocals guy. 
Yeah. Um, let's see here. <clears throat> Alex writes in, please rank the following monsters, Done. vampires, mummies, werewolves, Frankensteins, zombies, demons, ghosts. Man. <laughs> I can't remember these. <laughs> like, um, Both of you must agree on the same list. So compromises may be necessary. Can you, uh, can you pop that list into uh, the chat? Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> At first I was like, oh, you already have them in order. And then it just kept going. And I, now I don't know. <laughs> really vampires at the top uh well for the out of the first like four okay um yeah i would say out of the first four um i maybe vampires at the top but not okay I'll, I'll give it a shot and then you give it a shot and then we will uh we'll talk about disagreement parts okay um so uh i'm ranking them in terms of like how cool i think they are okay uh, like just in general so not like how effectively monstrous they are because then man would get it because they're real <laughs> so so uh but i'm gonna say i'm gonna go demon vampire um ghost hmm um yeah i'm surprised too uh ghost <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Frankenstein, uh, zombie, mummy, werewolf, man. Okay, I'm happy that you put uh, that you put uh, mummy and werewolf down there. Yeah, those are those are not that exciting to me. Yeah, I would put ghost right above man. Um, demon you is ghost at second second lowest. Yeah, I don't like ghosts, man. I'm like I don't like ghost stories, but like when they start getting powers and shit, like the like the Ravenloft D and D book for ghost has cool. I think like revenants and stuff that end up in that category. Okay. So in that case, I'll put like ghosts pretty close to the middle. Like yeah. I don't, I don't want ghosts getting too far away from zombies. Yeah. And I think that Frankensteins are pretty high up there for me personally, but yeah, demons. Did, are... Yeah. Go ahead. Or no, I was just going to say Frankensteins are really great because uh, there's just one of him. Right. Like it's a thing. Cause otherwise it's just a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> right uh let's see here but yeah demons and vampires at the top which surprised me because like in order for demon stories to be to be very effective usually they're usually couched in like christian mythology which i don't have like mm -hmm. really deep you know kind of like like that doesn't have very deep set hooks in me um but uh but like the mm -hmm. idea of berserk what's that like berserk demons yeah like the powerful beings that don't play by mm -hmm. our rules coming from another plane yeah that's scary because yeah. yeah like devils aren't scary but demons are scary right yeah yeah and like like demons kind of break over into like that is the closest thing on this list to like lovecraftian horrors i think yeah uh, like eldrick being or like other being or something that would win yeah. would be the top for me in general um yeah uh yeah go, ghosts are really dependent like a ghost story i'm not super into i might actually put zombies above ghosts yeah um in that because like zombie there are a lot of good zombie stories um i'm sick of fighting them in video games but i like those movies like yeah. i like george romero movies yep um, yeah yeah um, i i feel like man was put there man was put there as kind of like a canary trap to see yeah. was we would we would analyze this or to see yeah, how genuine we were being yeah because like you know pollution like man's <laughs> awful, but the the um they're not cool like and, and like a human villain can be cool <laughs> i don't i don't give all humans credit for like my like my the ups guy does not get credit for there being you know uh uh what's his head um like uh vlad the impaler <laughs> you know doesn't like my like that's not it doesn't translate 
So, yeah. Yeah. So that's because we're pretty pretty close. Yeah, just about. I, I feel I feel like we both we both laid out. We made revisions. You know, you you cut. I I chose. Who's a uh, who's in the mummies? I don't know. Like I can see being <laughs> I like mummies. I can see being fascinated by the Egyptian afterlife or that yeah. concept of it. But like it's just a zombie with extra clothes on. It's a it's a clothes clothy zombie. And like I've I've oftentimes said like. What do mummies even do to you? And and then they're like, uh, oh, they lay curses. Um, I, think, I think I mentioned to you when you said that because of the movies, which I, I haven't seen. But like that has, that's so vague and weird. Yeah. And if I'm gonna get a curse, man, like give me a witch. I can get down with a witch. Yeah, um, you know, Come on. Yeah. Oh, hexes. Hexes are great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but mummies just I don't uh, and they also they're like they're they seem dumb like they're like unintelligent undead like they're slow and dumb like. If you wanted to really spice up this list, like and and this these are this is I feel pretty good about where we landed on this. But if you wanted to shake this up, you'd throw witches in there and liches in there. Mm. Where those would pop in. Wow, that, that's funny. I think things tricky because witches, witches, like witchism seems like a like a more contagious phenomenon. Like mm-hmm. a witch begets more witches, yeah. whereas like a lich is more intractable. Yeah, a lich, liches are rare. Like you just get the one. <laughs> <laughs> they're solitary creatures in the monster manual yeah. whereas witches uh, travel in packs but if we if we were to slot witches and liches in there i might put liches as number one i love a lich mm-hmm. um and then which i would probably put at like after demons and vampires and then in that like upper middle section the top of the middle i think yeah because because a witch is cool but yeah. but liches liches are varsity yeah liches liches are definitely they're pro yeah i would say um yeah also uh kind of along with that like mummies like the mummy in the movie the mummy the brendan Fraser and billy zane movie the mummy um <laughs> did you know billy zane played an arab person in that yeah. oh yeah because because that's what we do <laughs> because it's how we do um no but like the scariest thing about him was the scarab beetles mm. which like he could just vomit these clouds of these beetles that would like burrow under your skin and okay you- you like the like the bump like the like the cat under the bed sheet of all the bugs like crawling up under your skin but that is not as far as i know a canonical mummy power no no i think like in dnd they just cast like weakness yeah. like just you know or like yeah uh, yeah ray of enfeeblement on, on I, command and stuff like that i agree with their stances on abbott on abbott and, Cost- and costello though so with uh, mummies yeah what what how do they feel about abbott and costello? Well, they just chase them <laughs> they're against them they're against them <laughs> they're getting them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there are two two notes here from the from the Slack chat. Um Alex says that we were right about man being a trap. Okay. And then uh uh Crocus says zombie only escapes the bottom if you are including skeletons, IMO. Oh man, well skeletons, that, that adds another wrinkle too. Yes, skeleton boy, that would be hard because do I like skeletons more or liches? <laughs> so so here's the thing all he's asking is rank them and yeah like an animate skeleton is nothing more than just a pile of rocks with motivation yeah it's it's just a calcium golem <laughs> <laughs> so like in terms of effectiveness like we're not talking about favorite here yeah right? well i i thought we were, i was just talking about cool okay like which ones i think are cool um because skeletons like i love skeletons and they're it's not like there's Twitter accounts where it's just like liches being idiots. Like <laughs> skeletons. I really like that. Yeah. Um, but I still might give it to liches because liches are so cool. And, and I love the idea of uh, magic powers. I love the idea of having your soul inside a jar. 
Um, those are two things I love. Yeah. But, no. and I think that like li li liches are, you know, vampires of wizards. So, yes. Yeah. And like I'll give, I'm comfortable with zombies being a little bit ahead of the bottom, mostly just because even though they've become something ridiculous, they were truly awesome and, and great in like the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Like Day of the Dead, dog. Like, like that movie is, uh, uh, or, uh, you know, watch that and then, you know, tell me zombies aren't cool. Yeah. Because, you know, it's super cool, super cool take on those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, our last um, priority question for right now. Ash writes, my significant other wanted to ask you both if you feel like you're getting happier as you get older. Thank you, significant other. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I get, I think you get better as you get older for the most part. Um, yeah, I, w I mean, I was way more depressed in my mid twenties than I am now, but I'm still prone to fits of sadness yep. um, and, and worry and, and anxiety. Um, so I think that like the getting, I, but some of that stuff just feels like whether it's hard to separate that or trying to figure out if it's uh, related to being older or not. Um, I definitely chill the fuck out more. So like I realize less, fewer things matter, and that's like a double-edged sword. <laughs> that can also make me sad. Yeah. Uh, so I experience fewer high highs and fewer low lows, I think. Mm -hmm. But we'll sometimes still just kind of like cruise around a C minus for a couple of days. <laughs> you know. That um, remarkably that comports remarkable. with my um, experience too. Here, um, mm -hmm. just because, like, yeah, you know, it's it's like running a compressor limiter on emotions. Like, age is the best antidepressant <laughs> in that mm -hmm. it doesn't make you feel good all the time. It just makes you feel less. In, yeah, just for, in general. Yeah, for me, it makes me feel like less less reactive, which is in general a better place to be. Which isn't to say I'm perfect and you know dealing with emotional issues and stuff like that. Like my anxiety has gotten worse as, as things go on, but I don't know. If that's just because like when you mature, you get more things to be like rightly anxious about. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, my my lows are not nearly as pronounced nor violent now as they as they were you know even when i was you know between the ages of like 21 and 25 there are definitely things i gave a shit about when i was in my mid-20s that seem ridiculous now yeah like it was just like that that really like did me in like something would happen and now it's like i don't like i wish i'd go back in time and tell myself that uh that didn't matter you know um you listen though huh no <laughs> no, I, I would have freaked the fuck out. I would have thought I was being looped and I would have, <laughs> would have ran. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it is definitely less. Even like, I think the thing that now, uh, the one thing that is like, it is slightly optimistic about it is that I know now enough to where, um, and I've had a couple of moments like this in the last couple of weeks where um, I know to be conscious of when I'm in a good mood, mm -hmm. um, you know, and be present for that. And that's something I didn't know when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, so that will ultimately lead to more net happiness, I think. Yeah. Like still a lot of blahs, but more like if I'm just kind of like, you know what, this is nice. And just I'm like sit in it for a little bit. Um, that's mm -hmm. really valuable. And that's something I didn't do when I was younger. That's a like that's a Kurt Vonnegut thing. Like if this yeah. isn't nice, what is? Yep. You know, and like yeah. that is that is a benefit of you know being mindful or being aware of kind of where you're at, uh, not on a minute to minute basis, because that would be, you know, <laughs> like a full-time job. Yeah, exactly. It'd be, you know, that'd make you self-obsessed and terrible, but just the idea of like saying like, Oh, you know what? Like beyond all reason, I feel kind of okay right now. The wind is at my back. I can start embarking upon a certain number of things 
and kind of get more output for my input, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can just be like, <laughs> if, if, if I, if I recognize it and try and freeze this moment in time, I'm less likely to let something small get to me. Yeah. 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 So, you know, in some ways looking up, yeah. Um, but also like, again, those like cruising at C minus for a couple of days happens for sure. Yeah. And there's no, like, it's just like nothing's making me feel good. So I don't have that opportunity to, to stew in that or to be present yep. for it, you know? Yep. I mean, just the weather, that is the way I conceptualize it. Like yeah. you know, a fit of anxiety or a fit of, you know, just anhedonia, just like, yeah, that's going to pass like a cloud. And yeah. I didn't have that knowledge maybe just cause I didn't see enough patterns enough of the pattern, you know, all those years yeah. ago, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. There's some follow-up here, uh, from the Q and a widget, uh, <coughs> from David who wrote Google returned abject suffering, then abject suffering, crick, then waff. <laughs> okay. And then Gary Butterfield and then our zone. So thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thanks Google. I'm happy to be so associated with the uh, with the R zone. Gary Butterfield. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I'm, I, I know where I said. I know where I said Google. No, you don't say that. I was I was just joking. That's <laughs> yeah. not my point. No, I'm just. <laughs> that's <your name>. um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so just... let's let's see here. Novi writes: um, Have you tried Battlefleet Gothic Armada? And if so, what is your opinion? No. No, I'm going to look at it right now and see what it is. That's what I've just done as well. Uh, it, it appears to be like a steampunk free space. Yeah, it is. It is a uh, an RTS adaptation of Game Workshop's board game set in the Warhammer 40k. Uh, I've done almost nothing with the Warhammer 40k universe. Yeah, I feel nothing. It's a huge blind spot for me. Yeah. It's not because I don't think I would dig it. Like I think that there are cool things about it. And then um, the game uh, Hordes which is uh, the War Machine Hordes, which is, I think... Oh, no, no, that's different than uh, Warhammer. Yeah, so I don't know anything about Warhammer, really. Mm -hmm. um, uh, War Machine, I know a little bit about, and I played a lot of Iron Kingdoms, which is the role-playing game that's adapted from it. Yep. Uh, the tabletop role-playing game, but I have not... I don't know this game at all. Yeah. Um, it's... I was about to say it's inexpensive, but no, it is not. Uh, like it appears to be... <laughs> it appears to be a kind of game that uh, requires more attention that I am that I that I can readily give to a non-assignment. Yes. Yeah. Kind of thing. I which... can't do an endless game. Like yeah. an endless game is a big stretch for me. It's why there are lots of things I think I would like. Like I think I would probably get into uh Hearthstone um yep. if I tried it, but I don't want to get into an endless game. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Um let's see here. And then we have some we have some comments on the uh on the Google Plus page. I I'm getting like email alerts from people writing something somewhere in Google Plus, but like I've got like I've got like nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how, um, how this is all in terms written. of seeing it and looking at the emails. Uh, it appears that it is a bunch of like off the cuff responses to the things we're saying. Uh, if you would like us to respond to something, use the next time because we're nearing the end. Use the Q and A widget or uh, respond in the priority uh, thing. Just 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 because like it's it's hard to it's hard to get catch those as they go. Mm -hmm. um, let's see here. <sighs> do you feel like talking about Bioshock Infinite or do we want to save that? Um, what about it? Uh, so Eric writes, I'd like to hear Gary's full opinion on Bioshock Infinite. I feel like I've just gotten cool. bits and pieces. Um, we did a bonus level about it. Yes. Um, which is good if you want to hear like a podcast about it, because I, I talk about it on there. And it's not, um, 
that's not all like just me, like everybody's on that. Uh, and, and I was down more down on it than other people, I think. Yep. Um, but, uh, mostly I think that it's kind of cowardly game. Like its perspective is, uh, you know, the first half of it where it's kind of catfishing you with what it actually wants to do, um, is South Parky and, and the Ken Levine golden mean, which I'm, I'm not super into, like everybody is wrong. Um, and mechanically it's like took away everything I like about Bioshock, like Bioshock early on even, um, you know, has a lot of these like different like skill, like, uh, there's like this research thing. There's this whole like independent systems you're playing against each other. The most like thrilling moments in Bioshock are setting traps yeah. and finding something way stronger than you with, uh, where you shouldn't be able to do it. Um, Bioshock two doubled down on that. And it was really great. Bioshock infinite removed it from the board entirely. And when you, uh, the boss encounters in that game are awful. Um, every one of them is a terrible bullet sponge. You're not equipped to do anything neat with it. You know, like imagine like the the cool times where you like trick two splicers into fighting each other. One of them hits a big daddy with a stray bullet, wanders into a missile launcher that you've hacked uh, that shoots missiles at it. And then, uh, you know, you send both splicers against it while you pepper it with bolts from across the room. Like that's a really cool emergent gameplay situation that is possible in the Bioshock 1 and 2 space that is impossible in Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Um, you know, Bioshock Infinite is not about that. It's about this weird idea that, like, there's always a lighthouse, there's always a girl, which is, like, a cool thing in mm -hmm. the end. Like, I'm okay with that, but it wasn't... The more time I get away from it, the more I realize the game isn't actually about that. Right. Um, you know, you, the time you spend is not about that. The time you spend is fighting infinite number of cops that you're murdering for no reason mm -hmm. um, in Cold Blood and this uh, this story about how maybe religious despots are just as bad as the people who resist them or vice versa, <laughs> yeah. you know? So. Yeah. I mean, this is going to sound like I'm saying, give us the old lighting system back or something like that. <laughs> but did you read about like what Bioshock Infinite was before um, they kind of compromised it? A little bit. Like, I know there's a lot of different versions, though. So even if I had read about it, yeah. it could have been different than what you're talking about. The, the one that is more explicitly like you are coming to Columbia after it has fallen, not taking an active hand in its in its fall. Mm -hmm. um, to where like you know you're dealing with like a different version of, of splicers uh the songbird is more of a nemesis type figure uh relies more on tonics as like body modifications and stuff like that um this is specifically the version that was like written about in a feature in uh in game informer mm -hmm. like that was very much the game that i wanted to play um and like the promise that i got from that opening hour of bioshock infinite like it's it, it went against that but like it just didn't become something very cool yeah um, it doesn't it doesn't add much like there are individual moments of kind of because the thing you know bioshock you explore these worlds and you're, you're seeing these cultures and it's you know it's after the fact so you have this element of archaeology that's really neat mm -hmm. um you would think that uh, exploring the world while it's going on would give you more of that no. but somehow they do way less of it like you have that first hour and then you have a huge section that I barely remember. A little bit of like racism is bad. Yeah. And then the next part it came alive for me at all was when you get, there's like a cutscene when you get to Finkton. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, these people are, are bidding for time of like how quickly they can do these jobs. Like that's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, and then you, then a bunch of shooting and then just like the story that Ken Levine actually wanted to tell. You know, uh, it just disappears for this whole, and it's like none of it makes sense. There's so many holes in it, and I'm not, I'm not that guy. Like I can unfocus my eyes to get a theme, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. across, but the theming is so confused that like, I can't help but focus on like, like if you start having nosebleeds and headaches because a version of you is dead in another world. <laughs> why aren't like, you always having nosebleeds? Why isn't every like, so yeah, everyone having that. Like, you mean to say every single other alternate universe Gary Butterfield is alive? <laughs> like I I've done, I've done, you know, a lot of like I I I eat a double down once. Like it's not a like there's <laughs> I make dangerous life decisions sometimes. <laughs> the uh you know uh I, I went to draw went to work drunk once. Like it is like it is I make dangerous life decisions. I should not every version of me shouldn't be alive. Like right. none of it makes sense. And he didn't care, but he's just like he's hand waving so much at the end to get to what? <laughs> like the idea that like you know that maybe one decision makes or breaks a person but like if you want that idea like torment does that a gadrilgabillion times better like a, a, a gadrilgabillion a gadrilgabillion yeah. it is so much better of an exploration of that idea yeah um that like it just ugh, <laughs> ugh, infinite yeah ugh. Let's end on a somewhat up note here. Um, Eric writes in the attic, the attic stooge bit from this week's abject suffering was pure gold. So is Crick 2000. Where do you guys come up with this stuff uh, by being goofballs and by listening to each other? Yeah. Uh, I get most of my ideas from pot, uh, <laughs> acid, uh, LSD mushrooms. Yeah. That's, that's where the source of my creativity. Yeah. No starts and ends really. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just goofing. Yeah. It's like, like, you know, you dig around with your friends, you make jokes. Mm -hmm. Yep, we just happen to have a microphone. Yep, nothing special about it. We just have themes. <laughs> Again, yeah. go, going back to going back to why Crick is fascinating to me. Like talking about horrifying and tragic biological monstrosities will always be fun. Yeah, I think oh, it's it's themes, and then the other part of it is that we have time to fill. Yep. Uh, so there's a little bit of like, well, this this might go somewhere, so let's do it because we're on like we're on stage for a half hour. Yeah, and we can't have dead air. But, um, but but that can't be all of it because like I'm in the process of editing the Silent Hill three episode and like we take a good three minutes to to hypothesize about whether or not Rusty Blade was was Blazes or Scorches rather uh, Scorch? oh yeah yeah the, um yeah that's not that's not all of it but that's just because it came from like Abject Suffering that, I think yeah. there's only one time I can remember where we literally ran out of things to talk about in Abject Suffering and had to plan for what to do. <laughs> I don't remember what episode it's in, but it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. But like sometimes it is, you know, quite literally we have time to kill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we usually like we we have something in the in our back pocket. Like we we still haven't talked about Game Bus, Gary. Yeah. Like Super Game Bus is on the list, or like we'll we'll go do something, like go do an experience or something, and then just that has not, you know, not come up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Listening and being goofballs, having the time, yeah. and having themes that we both enjoy. Mm -hmm. cool well thank you so much everybody we have hit the 90 minutes speaking of time to fill um we super appreciate all of the patreon backers who got into the priority queue and everybody who uh participated in the comments and on the q a um we'll be back at the end of next month uh to answer all of your dark souls three questions inevitably mm -hmm. uh, yeah we'll be um we will have it done so <laughs> yeah. um yeah and you guys can google super game bus like we will talk about it at some point uh so people are uh, crows asking in the uh the slack um what super game bus is google it uh that's also something if we do duck con i would love to get uh, <laughs> Mr. Super game bus. i think that'd be very funny um the yeah so yeah thanks everybody and um we will see you guys in a month yeah i think and we don't do admin on the show no we don't um yeah yeah thanks so much so. 
Thanks, if, you, if you only caught a portion of this, either catch it on YouTube or uh, go to uh, go, go to DuckFeed.tv and find the the presents uh, feed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think before the next episode, this comes out, other stuff will happen on that channel. Yes. Preview. Yes. So look on, be on the lookout for that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Good night. Bye.